When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you can find options that fit your budget. Because giving you options is the right thing to do. Oh yeah, like when I hold the door for someone. Sure, it may be weird if I don't time it right, and they're a little too far away, and now they're running. And we're both asking ourselves, is it worth it to run instead of just, you know, letting them open their own door? But still, it's the right thing to do. So get options based on your needs with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. I won't be recommending this place to my friends. I'm only giving you one star. Not recommending this place to your friends is a purely hypothetical situation. First, you'll probably need friends. Then, second, you'll have to be likable enough for them to visit you in Denver. I hope we can survive without your theoretical friends visiting our establishments. Listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast, with your hosts, Elsie Fox and Baco. Clovers and Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I'm joined as always with known Titman Baco. <laughs> How are you, sir? I am well. Yeah, that's my preferred pronoun. But uh, what uh-huh. up, side one? How are you? <laughs> oh, side one, you say, huh? Yeah, you want to explain the, that? Yeah, we should share the listeners my latest theory that you've never actually listened to the second side of any record. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's why every everyone has three or four good songs. Is yeah. that your theory? <laughs> three or four good songs kind of dies in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've kind of expanded your your uh, <laughs> routine on uh, reviewing a record. So I can't wait to hear what you think about the new Ozzy and Megadeth. I'm guessing yeah. three or four of the first five songs are good. And yeah, sure. it kind of falls apart after that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That's right. The only one is that the, the, the only one is Rocket Queen. That's the only one I survived was Appetite for Destruction. That's it. It's the only one I can know that, that fades out. I, I never know if there's a, an Easter egg at the end. Just like I don't even listen to the end of our show. I don't listen to the second half of our show and edit. <laughs> I, uh, that's probably for the best. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, we'll tune the listeners in a little bit. Yeah, so we were talking. And then you shot me a screenshot of a song you had never heard, Dick in the Dirt by Sammy Hagar. You said, I've never, I'm just now hearing this for the first time. And my response was, that's because it's on side two. And we had just had uh-huh. the conversation where I said, you never listen to side two. You're like, damn yep. it. What a great song. How have we not featured this on our show? Saw, saw saw the uh, the Hager, but we'll talk about that later too. We'll get some concert reviews mm-hmm. and and things of that nature soon. Nice, yeah. I am driving myself crazy on edits, hearing how much I fucking say that. Uh, so uh, I'm hoping today starts the trend away from that. But uh, thank you very much um, for well, you, we'll, you. We'll see. I mean, you, uh, you click that up. light bulb over my head, and now it's 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 like uh, the absolutely drink. So. If you want a great drinking game in reverse, uh, you know, if you've listened to the ACLC episode, which is out by now with the time machine of, of traveling and everything like that, mm-hmm. uh, the point being. You are on the floor drunk if you've if you've uh, if you're playing a drinking game with that one on that episode. And I did not edit it out, so there you right, go. Fair enough. Go uh, yeah, and I'm just uh, even though I haven't heard it, it was great. I loved it every minute of it. So. <laughs> and you're now a big, yeah. bigger ugly kid, Joe. As a, as a result, we we we, uh, we brainwashed you. Excellent. I was uh, driving around yesterday with the wife, listening to that uh, that episode of Decibel Geek where they they talk about the new ugly kid Joe song. And Aaron Camaro, I just about did a spit take and busted out laughing uh, when he said, well, you know, it's, it's disappointing because Ugly Kid Joe has never let me down. <laughs> See? So I can't wait. No, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to it. No, it's always fun when uh, you guys get together and do an episode. And so um, mm-hmm. hopefully there's some uh, uh, Baco and Sinzak bashing. Otherwise, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Oh, though. sure. We, we get that right up front. It's, oh, it's always a, just because we know you're going to tune out, too, because you, you do your courtesy listen if it's not if you're not starring in it. Just the first 15 minutes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't hear my name within five minutes, I'm like, well, clearly this yeah, is wanna, not worth my time. You, so you want to have some reference points if I ask you, you know what I mean? How's yeah. the episode? Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to it. So, but uh, yeah, by the time this is out, I will have heard it. But, uh, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. assuming you actually send it. So anyway, um, I sent it. Did you? I did last night. You even said thumbs up. Oh, I was grilling. Which you know, which... <laughs> just so you know, everybody, if you if you if you send if you send Baco anything when he's grilling, he will automatically give you a thumbs up and not read it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
Oh man, uh, there's great a great point. Uh, great, that's a, yeah, that's a lot of truth yeah. in that if, statement. If you notice, if you notice, uh, if you see any post that's that's upbeat and positive and non-combative, uh, that's done when he's grilling <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> Must be grilling right now. Well, uh, it's always good to hear from the people who listen to the show. Give us some feedback and stuff like that. We have a show review to share today. I understand you have it pulled up. Um, uh, no, I've read it too. Uh, but uh, let's let's share it with the listeners. What do you think? Yep, got it pulled up. Here it go. Why is it that you guys always bash musicians, actors, politicians, comedians, and other public personalities if there is the slightest chance that they're a conservative, a member of the GOP, or if you get the slightest inkling that some free American has the audacity to use his or her First Amendment rights by criticizing Anthony Fauci, that alleged doctor who's known for endless lies and or mistakes about the China flu bioweapon that he, his friends, the Biden regime, and their corrupt masters from the Communist Chinese Party conspired to create and unleash on an unsuspecting world. Baco at least you are a musician and know a lot about the rock and roll industry as well as its history. You also nice. has, in my opinion, good I, taste I, I in music. A, I'm going to give him a, uh, a pass there. I think we all know he means have. But it does say has. <laughs> yes. I just totally okay, I just totally disagree with this new and very obvious liberal bias that you go out of your way to talk about in every one of your episodes. Now your sidekick <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't really even deserve mentioning due to his silly stage name, his ridiculous, obvious lack of knowledge of rock history, its I, I, greatest musicians, both old and new, and his moronic attempts at humor. Well, what he's, say he's you? Spot on there. I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't we have Dave Brewington to blame for the whole sidekick bit too? He was the first one to called you Mike too. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get through this. Okay. Find find somebody to fill his seats. <laughs> Since he's not there that much anyway. <laughs> A lot of truth here. Uh, you've, you've he's not wrong, so ma- man. What? He's not wrong. Where the hell are you, man? <laughs> you've had so many great guest stars on your show. Finally, you guys must know that Ted Nugent... <laughs> should never be linked to any record or worst performer in rock and roll just because of its amazing history, of his amazing history, or maybe you're just too young to remember. Ted Nugent is considered one of the all-time greatest guitarists and headlined his first band, the very well-known and popular Amboy Dukes. There's the Amboy Dukes expert. Finally, we found him. Which managed to sell out Cobo Hall when he was 16 years old. Good in his facts. In... In the st- your stupid, hate-filled Final Four game you guys played, the only reason you put two rock greats like Ted Nugent and Gene Simmons in there is because they are conservatives. You know 50% of this con- country has to listen to music or watch movies without getting all freaked out that the performers might be stupid liberals. Whew, obviously, you two boys wow. have not learned how to live like that. Who is forcing you to take this new stance? I guarantee you will lose more listeners the more you talk and promote your far-left political agenda, which is anti-American, anti-family, anti-U.S. national security, anti-military, anti-police, and on and on. Five stars. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, I'm going to answer that last question at the end as to who's forcing us. Uh, it is, of course, George Soros and the Hollywood elites. Uh, we are part of the deep state. Yes. Um, uh, any comments? I'm uh, watching the game with George later, by the way. I have tons. Of, Jesus, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, First off, thanks for listening. Yeah. And uh, name Michael Wilson. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that is not my friend Wilson who lives out there in Denver. Um, I hope not. I don't think he has ever heard the phrase China flu. I don't not, I'm not even sure if he was aware there was a pandemic. Uh, he's <laughs> he's not a sarcastic guy and he's definitely not a worldly person. So uh, I, I just just a common name is also Michael Wilson. He is aware that uh, Pretty Boy Floyd has a new album this year, though. <laughs> Lives in a bubble, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, though, uh, yeah, LC's not going anywhere. He's my Linus security blanket. Uh, uh, I can't, I cannot do this show uh, with, without my little blankie. So, um, oh, that's cute. I'm yeah. a blankie now. I'm a sidekick blankie. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, look, there's some funny stuff in there, but uh, it, it almost. I don't know. Like, let's. Uh, I, I made a list here, but uh, when you talk about like a liberal bias, I think it's fair to say that you and I are liberal, right? I mean, uh, but he he calls liberals stupid in this, and and the fact that that's kind of where we get into problems <coughs> with these things, and that's kind of the mentality we are against. We're not a political show, and for people, you know, let's let's just crack it open here. We actually talked about this a couple years ago. Should we even get into something like? the George Floyd thing or the January 6th stuff like we have. We haven't done a lot of it, but we have just decided that we wanted to share our views and, and, and share that part of us as people. And we know that comes at a cost. He's not the first person to, to say they don't care for uh, our political angles popping into the show once in a while. They, they prefer to to just tune in and kind of check out, which I, I think is a fair criticism. I, I honestly do. Uh, but when it's thrown in with things like alleging Dr. Fauci's a, or, or Anthony Fauci's a doctor, I think it's, you're not even going to give him his doctor credentials. The fact of the matter is because of one person, you care about this person and treat him like an enemy. No other president ever used him as some kind of puppet the way he was this last time. And, and that's pretty disgusting. And that's the kind of mentality I go against. I'm not against conservatives, but there really isn't I think it's fair to say that we don't go after liberal artists about their politics, but there really isn't a an equal opposite to Ted Nugent to me. There, you don't see Eddie Vedder going like starting YouTube posts going all women should be forced to have abortions, uh, which is what I would consider a far left position, right? I mean, where is the the example uh, of that? So, yeah, but at the same time, are you going to anybody listen to the show think I hold? Tommy Lee in higher regard than Ted Nugent. <laughs> Maybe his politics don't bother me, but he's kind of a shitty fucking person at times, you know. So I don't know, man. And yeah, throwing in China flu and then blaming Biden when he wasn't president. It's just uh, it. it Look, Michael, I really do appreciate you listening. I don't mind you sharing these thoughts with us, uh, but yeah. And and I don't know. He said every up. Yeah, I, I mean, it probably pops out once in a while, but in going to the whole March Badness thing, hey, that is lighthearted. I think, I know I said it right out in the, that I made sure that uh, other than one song, which I, I pointed out very specifically why I was offended by it, or my problem with it, I should say, uh, I focused on the, the merits of the record. And I think I even said, you know what, this probably isn't even the worst record on this list, but it's a lot of fun to listen to, and it was fun to talk about, and we had a good time, and Ted... Ted Nugent, you know what? That motherfucker can play. 
And I talked about that on that. I, you, you some because of his big mouth, he's a lot like Gene Simmons in that sense, where he just can't. He takes the focus away from the things that he can offer that that I would enjoy, and puts it all on on a political <clears throat> side. So if you're offended, or if you don't like when we do it, how do you think it feels to be a liberal going to a Ted Nugent concert and told you're evil, that everything you stand for is wrong, and uh, the leaders of your political party are hung in effigy? I, it's just where where do we draw the line? We're not taking the extreme steps that Ted is. We're calling him out on his bullshit. That's how I see it anyway. And if you're a Ted fan, I, I get it. It probably stings a little bit, but I, I've checked away from my fandom. And if anybody listens to this show and comes away thinking I got a problem with Gene Simmons or when I bust his balls, it's because of his politics isn't paying attention. I don't think I've ever really talked about his politics too much. Frankly, he's he, he's. I know he's conservative as far as how he votes, but when he talks about social issues, he's very liberal. To you, Elsie. No, I just I just wanted to give him props at the fact that he cracked the code for seven years. Our 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 uh, our, <laughs> our, our, our our secret mission has been been through March Badness and and uh, through through bad dick jokes of uh, of of you know Tommy Lee and Sebastian Bach was to 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 create this this following that we're going to start our own social network and take this shit on the road, man. Next level, fucking. This has been just nothing but a recruiting mission from day one yeah. under the guy of hard rock commentary so well done sir you have you have you have figured it out <laughs> hey, you and, know, and this you, march badness this march badness i mean think about that for two years like uh you know well i mean technically we've been it's amazing four years. it's amazing we've only, how, done the, we've only done the tournament two years yeah i know the t- tournament for two years but all the records we've bashed have all been uh, on the secret mission um i i mean <laughs> look look it has nothing to do with the fact that that peter chris sang a terrible cover of uh uh income the clowns or whatever. <laughs> on that one uh yeah bad music makes for great conversation what, what can i tell you it really it's, does uh, uh, and look and that's really kind of the, the, the dna of this show too is that we're, we're ball busters we, we we talk plenty about stuff we love and enjoy but yeah there's no doubt that we're we're Steering into the the current, yeah. like slide, we say, so. like we say, we uh, big fans of rock and roll, future and past. We make fun of what we love, unless we don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> except for when we do what it means. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much more on that. Uh, it, you know, it, it was uh, it, at least he spent some time giving us some feedback. Uh, obviously, there's some disagreement there, but whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, thanks for listening, I- to Michael. I, I just like I just love the fact that the 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 world has given me my, my title. Like it, usually at some most jobs you get your title when you work. You know you get hired into a position. Oh, okay, I'm yeah. officially a sidekick. Mm-hmm. Is my point. <laughs> by, by, that by was, and the opinion. weird thing is that like you just found out that was part of my secret plan all along was to <laughs> was to befriend you. Yes, uh, uh, through Decibel Geek as writers. Uh-huh. Uh, lure you into asking me to join your show. (laughs) That's right. And then years later, decide your your first agenda was actually always to do a top 25 uh, grunge album Uh, sidecast, right? To take that over. Fucking football, putting it in there. You want to get drunk on the porch and talk to your local, your your buddies in uh, Minnesota. And then have, and then, and then send me with all the technical bullshit I post in the episodes. (laughs) Fuck, man. Uh, Yeah, slobber knockers out now everywhere. Episode one. 
I would think of the two, uh, you are definitely more outspoken <laughs> about things <laughs> in, in general. It doesn't yeah, matter what absolutely. it is. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, Across dick, the board. Dick, it, and yeah, dick not always box. serious. It could be as, as important as why yeah. Green Bay smells like piss. Yeah, and that's why it's fun, uh, you know, having the having the show with you. Is we we have those different uh, things. We're not just both yelling about, you know. You might get a- angry at uh, everything. It ta- ta- everything, and I get angry at some things. Yes. <laughs> There's our T-shirt for Rockin' Pod. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But but in general, like I just say for for political, I have voted all across the board since since oh, I was absolutely. A, since yeah. ninety two is when I when it was the first time I voted and I, 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 what does it matter I voted for fucking Ross Perot <laughs> <laughs> that was my first vote and th- then I voted uh, I think I voted for Bush one time uh, I didn't know vote for Obama one time one time I did you know it, it for, for the second round and stuff like that where it's just. Um, Man, I I think that the, I basically my point is is that I vote for if the person's a good person or not a good person from the view that I see in his policies. So that's yeah. that's all I'll just say for politics. So I've I've never been stuck in one little zone. Is my point? Same here. But things have gotten so fucking polarized that there isn't really. I mean, our uh, Republican governor that that uh, he's our, the candidate Republican candidate for the upcoming governor's race just has a billboard on the highway that says cheaper gas. That's it. That's where we're at. We're, we're, we're right. Gas prices are now something that only liberals are in charge of around the world. No, I just remember growing up. I was taught. Whatever you do for people you don't know that well, never talk about religion or politics. And at some point, somebody just said, "Ah, fuck it." <laughs> I, I, uh, my personal slant there is that maybe if we had been having some discussions, we wouldn't be such fucking, you know, probably in- incapable of having a fucking conversation, dipshits about these things. You know what I mean? Everything's got to be so. You're a hundred percent. That's what it is. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Is we had all everybody had all like under under their hat or whatever for all this time and all of a sudden they're like boom that's probably what happened so that and the whole soros hollywood elites child pedophile ring that uh basically runs this show
think it's good just to have open discussions in general, man, because I got to tell you, here's the world we live in. I want to leave one last point is that we had a discussion about race and things like that just for a fun discussion about talking about blazing saddles and and things Mm -hmm. like that and playing clips. Oh, great point. And and you went and listened to it on the edit and you decided uh, to make some edits because we didn't want to actually (laughs) use the words and things like that. So we used actual people's name and so the racial slurs. I got to tell you, I listened to it and actually the, the funny part about that was, and I understand why you did it. But the actual edits of using somebody's names in, ch- in place of the s- actual slur is even more <laughs> offensive. <laughs> yeah, th- that's a great point because, yeah, when it comes to things like women's rights, social issues, I'm extremely liberal. But when it comes to things like the use of uh, racial <laughs> uh, racial slang, I'm very conservative. <laughs> Let's get them out there, man. Oh, God. <laughs> but then again, you never want coming back at you, even if no, you're well, using it in context. Yeah, it's... It, 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 I'm it saying is. we had... We fell in the same thing. We're like, we can't put this out there. Yeah. It, will, it will... You know what I mean? So... Oh, God. It was weird, too, because at the time, we were both like, yeah, this... this It'll be fine. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I think you would have thought the same thing listening to an edit. I'm like, all right, you know what? I can't really have that word coming out of my mouth out nope. there for people to digest. So I, uh, even though I was just quoting a movie and that was the point and, and I stand by the ability for people to do that. Uh, I mean, this is why I don't sing Tupac songs at uh, karaoke. quick of course everybody knows we wrapped up sun's out mike's out uh they did the four episode run with gene vogel i want to give him a personal shout out go check his show disciples of the watch podcast it's it's a really fun show him and nate do a good job uh disciples of the watch podcast so and yeah gene uh gene and i kind of developed a a little bit of chemistry as we went so we're kind of like a dime store or a dollar store version of uh beeler and soto so uh, hmm. look, uh, we're going to be playing like uh, at Eric uh, Miller's uh, apartment here, some t- or house or whatever. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> anyway, thanks, Stone Gene. Stone Turtle Concerts, check out for the announcement. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, Gene is going to be assisting me at the Nick Mason concert coming up, uh, I think, October nice. 4th in Minneapolis. Uh, Nick Mason is on his Saucer Full of Secret- Secrets tour. Nick Mason, of course, uh, of Pink Floyd fame. Uh, I'm not sure. I think he's playing the whole Echoes record for people who are fans. But uh, if you go to Pantheon.com, there's a link on there to buy tickets and also sign up for a free VIP upgrade, which is front row tickets, oh, a bunch of special merch that you don't get. Uh, all the details are there to, to break it down a little bit better. But at every stop, it can be at any any of the tour dates. It doesn't have to be the Minneapolis one. But I will be at the Minneapolis one, and a Pantheon podcast will be at most, if not all, I'm not sure, but it, I know most of the, the days have a podcast that will be recording on site. I will be doing the one in Minneapolis. I don't think any other shows are there. Uh, but if they are, whatever, I'll bump into them. But if you happen to be going, stop by and say me, and don't forget to uh, sign up to win the VIP upgrade. Uh, say hi to me and Gene, I should say. Yeah, we'll both be there. I think that's that's uh, an awesome setup that they, they uh, 
Like I, I don't. I think I have a conflict is why they are when it comes to Denver. But it sounds like a great setup. And I, just as a props, enjoyed all four episodes of the Suns Out Mics Out. Mm, thank you. Even though I did, I did have to take the day off the next day after uh, listening to to episode <laughs> four um, from the Bam Bam Vodka. The, just the the, uh, the oh, contact. Right. The contact drunk I got from that from that episode, but uh, you seem like a guy that was trying to herd cats that that second, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, what for was- a while it was just Andy, and then I think the whiskey started to affect Gene a little bit, and I had to reel him in. All he's like, <laughs> "Oh my god, it was hilarious!" Uh, you just uh, the whole time you're just like up, up, trying to get back on on track. It just nothing was working. Yeah, I, after episode one, I um I tried to dial down the amount of alcohol I put in while we were recorded. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. What happened when the mics shut off is a different story. But yeah, no, it was a blast. Uh, Andy made two appearances and, and, and guested us for one of them. So yep. that's cool. Uh, a big thanks to him and everybody who joined it, uh, the people that came in and, and played the game with us. Uh, maybe we can figure that into episodes here as we go to. That might be kind of fun. A lot of people, a lot of good feedback on that, and people talked about that. I'll tell you what, can I put out something for next year real quick? Yeah, what do you got? If, if it works out, I think it would be awesome. Since this year was kind of like a traveling road show, because you did one at Jeans, right? You did, yep. And you did one at Andy's? Yep. Yeah? One in Denver. You figure out a vacation. <laughs> you do a Suns Out Mike's Out out here. Just uh, saying. I, I, I got to do it at Red Rocks. I got a porch. I got an umbrella. And you Just also you know. have a, you have a little pond uh, Andy can go uh-huh. swimming in afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> to bring them out. Uh, you know great. what? Plenty of time to put something together, so that's a good idea. That would be kind of the, the Just saying. Suns Out Mike's Out Road Show. Um, uh-huh. Pretty- I'll, I'll make the kids go far, far away to make sure they don't hear anything that's being Fuck said. Fuck that. They're going to be on the show. Oh, that's right. This is what my dad does in my free time, in his free time. <laughs> this is why This is why you never invite him over. When I dream. I don't think I get fucked up, fucked up. Yeah, so I did want to give props to fellow podcaster BJ Cramp, Brian J. Cramp, his pen mm, yes. name. Author. For, yeah, for coming out with his uh, This Band Has No Past Cheap Trick 
biography. Mm. And I ordered a copy or pre-ordered, got it on Tuesday. The It's from a company, a publisher called Jawbone Press. And the I only mention this just to give them some props too because the printing on this is, is top quality. Has a little, uh, you know, like a bookmark flap on it. And just, it's just, a, you know, you get a book sometimes or anything and you just, it's either good or bad. But, and then the, the actual book itself, I'm about 75 pages in. Well written, BJ. Just proud that you got this out there. And it's, I just want to let you know, too, is that it's inspired me to do my own <laughs> biography, um, which uh, the working title right now is just called Not Reading the Room. Nice. Uh, uh, a story, a story, a story, LC's story, not reading the room. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, good for uh, good for BJ. I look forward to reading it, too. Uh, we, we probably should have him on the show to talk about it a little bit at some point. Um, I think so. You know, on that note, I would like to say something that uh, the listeners probably should know. I will probably, th- from now till the end of the year, not be quite as... Um, I won't be doing the the off week shows as rigorously, or maybe not at all. It really depends. I'm I, I'm trying to find time to get into this year's Halloween deal, and I'm having a hard time with that. Jesus Plus, Christ! I just started Slobber Knockers, uh, and our weekly NFL talk show, and so that'll be out every week. Um, but that's not really music, and if you're not a football fan, it's really not going to be for you. But so I, I'll, I might do a plus one here and there if, if the, the time allows or something interests me or something like that. But this does open the door for you. Anything you want to do, obviously, uh, is out there. So uh, and, and I look, we got the ACLC coming up. But yeah, I, I, I might be dialing it back a little bit for the rest of the year just to kind of, uh, like I said, get prepped for a few things. You know, good. Yeah, I have a, a couple ideas. I was probably gonna. Kick a two pig zero again. Get some people. Uh, I know on the phone. Gene Vogel will do one. I talked to him last night. Oh god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I do a two pig zero with him. That'll uh, definitely satisfy the, the listeners. Quench <laughs> for new for new content on the off weeks. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I think it's a good move. Yeah, Gene. Uh, here's what Gene told me though. He's like, yeah, we he reached out to me about doing one, and then never heard from him again. <laughs> Oh, is that and right said? now, everybody who's ever been asked to be on two big zeros go, thank God it wasn't just me. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of ideas. Just got to uh. just got to get it done. It only took me eight weeks to edit the, uh, the LACLC episode. So, oh, man. But yeah. So anyway, God. I wanted the, the listeners to know that, yeah, I'm probably going to tap out a little bit. Uh, you know, the thing is, every time I say that something happens and I get an idea and then I just burrow down and so who knows i'm probably i'm like the anti-alc it's like i just gotta yeah. gotta keep pushing and doing something it seems like well listen you, you gotta make sure we get our free entertainment out on time and on schedule yes now, the, now our show we should be uninterrupted except for for holidays and personal lives <laughs> sure personal lives and labor Day weekends things like that yeah all right all right uh I, hey a fun thing um i picked up uh kiss got some more of my money the creatures of the night 40th anniversary box mm-hmm. sets coming out did you did you see this thing i saw it if you please provide some some details on it i was uh decently sort of impressed and sort of frustrated at the same time as always but go ahead yeah it it it, it always seems like that first of all the box that i think now i think they've kind of overpriced it uh it's three hundred dollars and and it's not on vinyl like if, by comparison just comparing like the 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 physical item itself the Metall- metallica had one of their big box sets i think it was around two hundred dollars but it had 12 vinyl records in it this has yeah. like four or five cds <laughs> Um, and then a bunch That's, of, uh, you know, kind of fun little trinkets and books and things of that nature. So I did not buy that. 
I now all the details are on the there's there's a handful of things. You can get just the C D remastered. You can get the C D with uh I think some of the live stuff that and then there's like a a, a half speed black vinyl, which is just the the album remastered and re, I don't think it's remixed. And I got the double album blue vinyl, which has the album remastered plus a bunch of demos plus a bunch of uh, live stuff. And there's a ton more that you get if you get that that big box set. But I think most of that stuff is available on streaming as well. Yeah, that's the thing I thought was weird. It was like, why would the Ultimate One not include vinyl? That's the part I thought was really odd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the people that are going to sp- spend the, the, the money want the, want the physical everything, right? So that was kind of odd. But I mean, it's cool that they're, they're actually giving this kind of treatment to an album that sold like shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you yeah. think about it versus putting all the love towards – the first six albums or, or, or the second three albums, whatever. But um, I think it looks cool. The I'll definitely get one of the vinyls at some point, some some version. That's yeah. the, that's the what I'd like to hear. It's just it's, it's not remixed. It's just remastered again, right? right yeah. For like the 19th time or whatever. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the half speed, do you think that's a substantial thing to pick? Uh, I don't know that, versus... that uh, our ears would actually pick out much of a difference. Uh, I thought it was weird that they made the point with just the single black vinyl, but not the, the colored vinyl. Like mm-hmm. Either way, I was just like, you know what, I, I'm really just buying it for kind of the bonus stuff anyway. Um, and of course, to sit on it for five years and, and turn a quick profit. Uh, so. Oh, is that what it's all about? It's yeah, yeah. Investment. It's, it's, uh, you know what, I bought back in the early 90s, uh, they did... Um, a Creatures picture disc and a Creatures glow-in-the-dark vinyl that they, mm. they sold. And I bought th- three of the glow-in-the-dark vinyls. I sold one of them to buy my camera a while back. But I still wow. got two, and they routinely sell on Discogs for uh, over $200. So that's all you got to do. Buy it, wait 35 years, and then, you know, you can cash in. Get that, get that green. <laughs> Again, Baco, Kiss Financial Advisor. <laughs> And one other one with Kiss. I did uh, order the uh, Des Moines uh, soundboard record. It hasn't arrived yet. I think Monday or mm. Tuesday I'm getting it. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I'll, I'll play it once and then put it in my <laughs> slot where it goes. Just on CD or vinyl? I bought it on vinyl, yeah. Okay. I don't really, yeah. for whatever reason, these soundboard records, they're almost just collectible. I really don't. I don't I, like. I'm really not buying it for the music that much. There's plenty of Kiss live bootlegs out there. Uh, I do think it's a cool item. I, I like the. I've already professed I like the packaging and all that stuff. I just I I streamed the very first one they did, but that was silly. I just I don't even know why I'm doing it. So for whatever reason, my mind can't wrap around a CD or a stream on this stuff. It's just something to put in the collection. So I listened to the the uh, the latest soundboard, and I do find it amusing that they announce. The announcer, you know, to to, yeah. uh, to do the whole uh, beginning says Des Moines. Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's definitely not a local. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> it's that same guy that does the announcing all the time. So uh, mm-hmm. I just thought that was pretty funny. The sound on that one is is definitely raw. The energy, fucking off the charts. Nice. So I think you'll enjoy it. Cool.
not take his place. They're gonna vindicate the human race. Better watch out. Cause I'm a war machine. Better watch out. Cause I'm a war machine. Yours and mine favorite band of the newer ilk, Black Veil Brides, is on tour right now with a few other, like, is it Motionless and White and uh, whatever. They're all- oh, my God. The lineup is like the worst concert you could ever go to <laughs> or whatever it was. Like all the support. It's all the bands that I hate seeing on those AEG yeah. fests. And I will say, too, though, the one thing that Black Veil Brides do have for them is one of the greatest game shows I've ever been, you know, uh, oh. on <laughs> when you did the, the fake Explain to the audience. The Black Veil Bride or Black Veil Lie, where I basically gave you, I, I had 10 lyrics, mm-hmm. and some of them were uh, actual Black Veil Bride lyrics, and some of them were ones that I made up for comedic purposes. And uh, yeah, you went five out of, you went, you got half right and oh. half wrong. Highly difficult to know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> their, their lyrics are so, they're so great. Yeah, you can find just that game on our YouTube page if you're anybody. Who's oh, can you? Go, yeah. So. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. Check back out the in the YouTube early kids. days, I was just putting up snippets of the show. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, Black Veil Brides just came to Denver there uh, at Red Rocks. That's crazy. Uh, but they had to cancel their show, and D. Snyder gave uh, singer Andy, I don't even know what he's calling his last name anymore, Six Beer Sack, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan, uh, and I believe he's a liberal. Uh, just <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but he came out and said, you know, D. Snyder's like total props for just coming out and and doing this, and, and they're going to do a free show, so you can go see him now when they reschedule. Oh, it. Uh, they're, they're they're coming back to do that, but yeah, here's what happened. Uh, they showed up, but none of their instruments did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry. I have a, I want to call this a theory, but I'm just going to flat out say there's, this is oh, yeah. total bullshit. Yeah, your instruments didn't show up. You know what else didn't show up? That little electric box that has all your music that we're all going to hear. You know, because <laughs> you know, they are one of those bands that like, everything sounded fucking perfect. Yeah, and uh, and with all my, you know, I've basically given up the ghost. I'm like, I don't think half the shit I see anymore is live. That band, if anybody's using fucking backing tracks, it's those motherfuckers. Because it's like, guys, what are we going to do? We can't actually play this stuff. You know, because mm-hmm. like, you could use one of the other band's instruments. I bet they'd be willing to work something out. Or maybe my new theory is everybody hates them as much as I do, and they're like, fuck you. You know, hey, we're pissed off that you, we have to do this tour with you anyway. Uh. <laughs> I think that's right. That little magic, the black box did not show. Black veil bride box yeah, did it, not show it, up. They keep it in the guitar case. That's right. <laughs> oh, you're you're spot on on that. Yeah. I, I just think it's shocking the fact that they're even at Red Rocks. That's not the kind of thing that goes on there. It's like a widespread panic and the next day. Yeah, I, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I mean, because I've had a lot of like, you know, hippie fans that are into fish and string cheese uh-huh. instant and all that stuff. Yeah. I tell them Britney Spears played. They think Red Rocks was built just for them and their music. Red mm-hmm. Rocks is fucking owned by AEG or Live Nation, right? I mean, it's it's one of those. They have an exclusive deal with one of them anyway. Fucking Britney Spears played there, man. No, she did not. Nope. 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 There's no way. There's no way fish would allow that, man. Nope. <laughs> That's Trey, not what it is. Just Trey percent- is not going to have no pop bimbo up there. 
It's like it, oh, calm down. Nine Inch Nails played there last week for two nights and stuff like that. I'm just saying in general, if you looked on the schedule, that's what it is. I don't know how big it is. That would be my only thing. Was like Blackfield Bryce played it, Red Rocks. What's the capacity? Do you know? I think it's like fifteen to twenty. It's cut. You know, it's just a straight shot up. Yeah, yeah, fifteen oh. to twenty thousand. It's it's pretty okay. pretty pretty large. Sometimes bands like. Um, Bigger bands will play two nights at Fiddler's Green, which is a traditional shitty amphitheater that I'll mention in a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not the biggest. People, a lot of people just go there because they can overprice the tickets and it's just a fucking event. But uh, that would mm. be the only reason they wouldn't go. Saw Blues Traveler at Fiddler's Green in 92. Drop some, Did you? Drop mushrooms. Man, no, changed my fucking life, man. They play every 4th of July. Every 4th of July, they own it. They've had it for like the last 20 years with, with three other bands from the I, 90s. It's I think um, I think they need to be their own genre of music, kind of like reggae, where it's just, it, it just it hurts to listen to. I just, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. God, just the sound of John Popper's voice and that, it's, it's the worst sounding harmonica ever. It's just... <laughs> it's uh, not like uh, how Ozzy, Ozzy can play a harmonica real well. Mm, yeah. Uh, he can. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right. Well, uh, we've also attended some concerts here. Let's kick it to you. What uh, you've uh, you didn't go to the Blackmail Bride show because uh, it was Did probably not. too hard to get a ticket, which nope. is best because now you get to see him free. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I saw two two shows since we last recorded. Uh, one was <clears throat> I'll just start with this one. Was there is this this? Do you have you have any new venues that popped up like right before the pandemic or after the pandemic? Like new shiny venues that you've been wanting to see go to that you're kind of just interested in in your area or not? Not really. Not I mean, there's uh, like. a, a repurposed one called the the Fillmore. Those are popping up all over the country. I think that's a Live Nation deal. But um, Ty, gotcha. they're using that name from the classic Fillmore East to Fillmore West, but. Anyway, uh, yeah, the, the, a couple further out, like not in the metro area here, there's been a couple amphitheaters built, one in Mankato and one up in St. Cloud, but uh, not exactly, you know, destination. <laughs> okay. Well, they have one in, in our area called the Mission Ballroom, and it's in, you know, you know, you love the area names around here. It's in the area called Rhino, River North. Yeah. And they only anyway. do that there and in New York City, according to Elsie. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's mostly a... It, it, before it used to be a Midwest thing, but now it's come over here. But <laughs> anyway, so we like so we went. <laughs> that's right. So I so so a buddy of mine. Um, yeah, so my buddy Neil here. He he has a pretty eclectic taste in music. And anyway, he also saved Bruce Springsteen's life. If you, if you want to listen to an episode of Tramps Like Us, uh, he saved Bruce from falling to his death from a concert mm. back uh, back in the uh, 80s, uh, if you believe him. But anyway, so he had he goes, hey, man, I got an extra t- ticket to go see the Decembrists. You ever heard of the, heard of the Decembrists? Of you course. ever heard of them? Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, for those unfamiliar, uh, they are kind of like a Munford & Sons type band. Not really my, my thing. I do have one of their albums called The King is Dead, which is actually a pretty pretty solid album for like a chill album in the background. That's the only thing I do. It came out like 10 years ago, but I go, fuck it. It's they're playing at the mission ballroom. Three or four good songs kind of dies in the second. Exactly. (laughs) Three or four good songs. And I'm like, all right, free ticket. I get to go see this mission ballroom. I've heard the acoustics are amazing. The setup is supposed to be just a, just a great, great venue. And plus Neil's a cool guy. So I go, so I go see the Decemberists and, and I got to tell you, 
any show you see, like Judas Priest played that had to cancel a show there that I was going to go go see like uh, end of last year. I've always wanted to go there. Mission Barham, the venue, fucking awesome. December, so they're from Portland, and I and it was like watching an episode of Portlandia. Like everybody didn't even like they just looked like everybody in that show. the The drummer was a thousand years old, but spot on. They sounded perfect, but they didn't have the stage presence. They were just bo- they were just one of those bands who're like I don't need to see them live, even if they're great musicians. Here's the point: why I love rock and roll. Halfway through the show, this is what I was wishing. I wish things didn't sound as good, and I wish fucking Fred Durst was up there fucking causing a riot, ripping down stuff, floating across on a board. The excitement wasn't there. Have you been to those shows where everything just sounds perfect, but you're like, I wish there was just chaos or something went wrong? Like, I was hoping Vince Neil would fall off a stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just one, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, my ah. life. I left there, and it just wasn't, it wasn't that kind of feeling. Like, I don't, and I don't think anybody, everybody looked bored at the same time. So, I don't know. But it was sold out. So, what the fuck do I know? I must just not like good music. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to come to terms with that in the recent years. Uh, this podcast helped with that. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, have you, have you been to those kind of shows where you're like, like just like, I don't know, one of the, something you're taken to that is not your thing and like everything. If you were a big fan of these guys, maybe you would be happy. But at the same time, you're like, I don't know, something's just missing. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but Smash Mouth still had chaos, right? Uh, no? I've seen Uncle Cracker a few times. He was fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was that, was that one. Um, but then I saw somebody that I did want to see right around the corner that you could actually bike to from my house at a place called Fiddler's Green, which is that uh, amphitheater, about 15,000, 20,000. And that was Sammy Hagar. Hmm. The lo- beloved by all people. He was just uh, here Sammy, too. Sammy Hager. Yeah. And um, it had been seven years since I've seen him. And seven years can take a toll on a man when he's in his, his 70s. Sure. I'll just tell you that much. Um, Sammy's voice took him like four or five songs to get to get warmed up. And he's still, I mean, listen, he's out there doing it. Uh, you know, and his lineup is Jason, Jason Bonham. Um and on drums, so they but they've dialed back the whole. If you go see them, they've, they're only playing one Zeppelin song. Thank God. Now I never liked that part of the show when they would play Same. a bunch of Zeppelin. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, but it just is one of those things. Like the sound on the other end of the spectrum, it just and we moved around. We moved around different parts of the the place. But I got this was my first Groupon concert. Nice. Have you gone to Have you gone to a Groupon concert? Before? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay, so the Groupon ones, when you've gone, is it only on the phone now, the little scan, or not? No, I mean, I haven't bought a concert ticket for Groupon in a while, but uh, I recently got a Groupon for five pounds of Wagyu beef, uh, and I could still print it if I wanted to. I use my phone, but... Okay. This this wasn't that. So I wait. I did this thing. It wasn't going to be sold out, and there was a solid attendance there, but anyway, so the tickets were like... Um, uh, 50 plus for the for the lawn and like 65 it was a little too pricey plus fees for the the pavilion so i waited 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 they had a group on for 35 flat no fees nice day of so i get the group on and that's not the hack but here's the group on hack now with the the actual screen is next time you're at a show and you're at a group on show the code is really big the part that says the section and the and everything like that tiny minuscule it's really bad so go find the oldest security guard there uh, that's not wearing any glasses 
and just put it up there with confidence and you can go wherever you want. We got to the 10th row nice. of, the, of the show, right? Right. Uh, pavilion. Just show them the code, dim the screen a bit. They look at it and they go, proceed, proceed. Uh, you know, nearly a 50 year old man that looks honest yeah. with your friend. So you think you that's the deal. Honest. Groupon concerts, big, big, uh, big ass code. Very little print. Love it. Uh, Sammy played an event I've gone to that's kind of fun. It is one of those people bring your own chairs kind of deal, but I'm at that point now where I'm like, fuck, I get to bring my own chair? Sweet. Uh, <laughs> when I went years ago, I was like, kind of annoyed by it. But they had it's general admission at that except for like the VIP kind of area. So you pretty much could go wherever you want there other than the fact that somebody might already be there. Uh, yeah. Sammy and the circle, I, I'm tapped out. I, I, they haven't done the, the whole band, the whole vibe. It's just a bunch of hunyucks. I just, I don't know. I just good for him. I'm glad he's out there still doing it. You know, I, I don't have any, I don't have that Sammy hate that a lot of people do. I think he's a great singer. He's done a, a ton of just killer rock and roll over the years. But the I've I I stumbled through the last couple uh, songs they released off this uh, crazy world record or whatever it's called crazy times, and I just I don't know. And then I, I follow them on social media, so I see these just unfunny attempts at being funny with him and fucking Michael Anthony. They just make me cringe. You know what? They're oh, I, I they're, they're old guys. And they're being told by their young managers and their 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 promotions company, you got to be on social media, you got to do the TikToks, you got to. And so they're doing their best, but it's fucking just sad. It's it's it, it makes me sad for them. But, no, I, I get what you're saying. So on that end, just, just and for Vic, anybody, that's, I'm sorry, he does not play the 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 Van Halen shit. It's 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 tough to hear him do it. I'll disagree with you on that. What I will tell you is Sammy's voice. He's, he needs to be done pretty much. He's, he's getting pretty rough. The other thing is, is that uh, they play one song. They opened, which you should never do, with their new song, Crazy Times. Mm. Silly. Uh, from that that forward, it's all Van Halen and, and Sammy stuff. So set list. Okay. He plays for 90 minutes plus. But on that end, for as far as being hip, so on the one of the screens, they put the fucking QR code <laughs> to scan for the new album as big as like a, uh, you know, like a big billboard on the screen. And it was so bright every time it would come up and cycle like in the, before they were coming on. But then you would when you scanned it, it went to a page that was not mobile friendly. And you couldn't buy the album. <laughs> So it's that kind of stuff that the management, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it didn't work. Grandpa it's, got it's a QR kind of code. Yeah. Uh. I did. I did forget to tell you too, that to make you feel extra old when you're there is the opener was George, George Thorogood and the destroyers, oh. which I will tell you is George Thorogood and the, uh, I don't know, mild abrasions or, uh, nice. not destroyers, whatever you want to want to say, man, they were, wow. Just, uh, you know, you know, four or five, four or five songs by him, but they were pretty, uh, eh, not that good. Uh, Have you ever seen them? I, no, I, I can't. I, George Sigurd is right up there with Blues Traveler as far as just right. hard to listen to for me. Um, he is like Dollar Tree version of, since I was using that analogy earlier, of Ted mm-hmm. Nugent. Yeah, I, I just... I can see that. Uh, yeah. But man, that Did guy... He, does he just, drink alone? Uh, with, with nobody, with nobody else? else? Yeah. No, that's right. It's like all those 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 songs, but they had um, <laughs> bad to the bone. Bad, he ended with bad to the bone. I'm like this guy just from it being in Terminator Two probably could never have to work again if he need, needed to. You know, I don't know part. about that. I don't know whatever. how that works, but whatever. So uh, it's been so many ads and shit like that. He's good to go. 
Yeah, probably. Oh, you're saying royalties from the song? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Just saying. I always like how he like if you see a song in a movie and and it connects with you, then you automatically think that's the hugest thing in the world. And then like, what was the song? <laughs> oh, the uh, the lit song. Because I think those guys can live off the royalties off of my own worst enemy. And you're like, really? Yeah, I didn't see that in Lego Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> that's all you need. If it connects with me, they're getting paid. Yeah, so tell me about your concert experiences, your little fire shows. Yeah, Rammstein just came to town finally. I bought the tickets almost three years ago. It, it, it was so <laughs> long ago, they actually mailed those tickets back then. Uh, <laughs> and, wow, uh, times so have changed. It, it's amazing we didn't lose them. You know what I mean? I've True. already lost the manual for my grill I bought a year ago four times. Uh, and it's a big <laughs> book, not just two little tickets. But uh, <laughs> Turn on heat. Turn on propane. The oh, funny thing in there is like uh, when you open up the envelope with the tickets in it, there's another envelope from Ticketmaster with special Ticketmaster offers. Uh, so it's kind of like a little time capsule. I actually opened that and filmed it and put it on our TikTok page. I trying to do something with that anyway okay i gotta tell you man rammstein it was i don't know how it's the weirdest thing elsie i thought it was fucking amazing and i was disappointed i (laughs) if it's possible to get blown away and just like wow what a great amazing show and still be disappointed rammstein delivered now have you seen them before live like not on video like been at a show i know i know what they they're the fire. But have you all, been all to one? No. Okay. No, no. All right. Uh, because I have. They were, and, and the last time I saw them was 2001, I think, opening for Slipknot. So they okay. were they were direct support for Slipknot. They weren't even their own headliner, and it was in an arena, not a stadium. I'm still trying to wrap my head around them being able to sell. There was probably 38,000, 40,000 people here uh, for a band with that really doesn't have a great American presence, period. But right. uh, the, almost everybody I know went. Gene Vogel and I went to another concert together, but not together. Uh, right. So, uh, <laughs> I saw Dick, yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel bad because I don't want to shit on the people that had a good time because I had a good time. I didn't leave my seats for the two and a half hours they played. Uh, it was a very entertaining show, and I don't I don't go deep on their music. I you know uh, I I do like it, but it's more kind of backgroundy to me, largely because it's German. Uh, but that said, way way less pyro than I saw in a one hour show. I mean, it's not even close. And when I saw some people post, again, I, I I held back. I, I I actually I didn't go baco on this. Every time I saw someone's like, "This is the greatest show ever." It wasn't to me. Not even the greatest Ramstein show ever. Now I think they're just getting old, and they they're tired of getting burned all the time. But literally, <laughs> okay. there was something massive burning and blowing up every 20 seconds and i was at this show eight songs in and going they better start fucking lighting something on fire there's like no pyro really this was closer to a kiss concert as far as the amount of pyro you got like you know think of the reunion tour there now not the same kind they had it more spread out but no i mean when i saw him in 2001 he'd walk with these boots that shot flames out 15 feet his <laughs> arms would go up and they'd be flamethrowers the guitar would shoot flame the drum set would fire stuff out and it was constant and we, you're in the back of the arena up we we actually had uh um uh suites uh one of those like 30 capacity private suites for the that show and so we're, we're, we're about as far back as you get other than the upper deck and you're constantly feeling this wave of heat 
And I just, uh, I missed it. Now, again, it's, they still, it's, this was the biggest stage I've ever seen in my life. And they did a lot of really fun and cool stuff. And it was not, like, it wasn't a great show. It was. It was fabulous. It was a lot of fun. We ended up with fantastic seats. It's the first time I've gone to an event at the U.S. Bank Stadium, uh, the new Viking Stadium, where they opened yeah. in 2018. Uh, we were... Uh, uh, there's like, I think, four decks. We were on the second deck at the very front, so nobody in front of us. We were in a row that only sat four people, so no back and forth with people running all around you. It was just beautiful. Um, sat there with my wife and my bottle of water and took in a Ramstein show. I had a great time, but uh, I, I feel bad for people that think this is what they used to do because <laughs> it's, it's a fraction how could you not be critical of the amount of fire from Ramstein from your experience? That's what I'm the getting name at. Fire, the, name, the name Fire is in our show. It's about rock and roll, man. <laughs> Cobras and Fire. You better be fucking critical on fire amounts. I love Pyro. That's one of the part, greatest parts of rock and roll is fucking fire. Ugh. Yeah, and they didn't play a couple of songs that I know. There's a song they had from Triple uh, X called Fire Fight. Uh, they didn't play that. <laughs> I bought a shirt, a Ramstein shirt for this tour. It says North American Tour, We're All Living in America, which is one of their songs. They didn't fucking play that. I'm like, what? How are you not playing this song, man? But uh, they didn't. Yeah. It was. The place went fucking ape shit when they played Duhas, and that was, that was fun. Yeah. These guys are definitely not reading the room. I should probably get my book. Osborne, one of our, uh, one of the all-time greats of, of our ilk of music anyway. Uh, of course, former Black Sabbath singer. I don't know if you were aware of that. A lot of people don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got a new album out. Uh, it came out just uh, two days ago as we're recording this on uh, the 9th of September uh, called Patient Number 9. We, we've talked about it a little bit leading up to this, but it's out now. Everybody can go get it and listen to it, stream it, whatever you want to do. Um, but he also played halftime of the, the NFL kickoff game this week. And mm-hmm. they only showed about 15 seconds of the performance with not really any clear audio other than was clear enough to know that he wasn't actually performing. Um, not surprising for a televised event. It's no different than the Super Bowl halftime show as far as that. They're just throwing people out there as fast as they can. 
play these two songs and then leave. Um, but th- my t- uh, Facebook feed got filled with people butthurt the fact that they didn't televise the whole thing. And while I knew Ozzy was playing, I never saw like an NBC promo saying, and, and at halftime, Ozzy Osbourne. And it's kind of that whole Super Bowl halftime thing where every year, you know, we're, we're only, you know, what, five months away from people complaining that they should have Metallica do it. They should, you know, something hard rock. And I, you know, uh, you know, my take on that, it's like, I don't want it. I don't want to see Metallica lip sync a medley. I just don't. Uh, anyway, uh, so... I just, I don't know. I I don't know that they normally show the halftime performance of the, the first game of the season. I know generally they don't. You know, they don't during the playoff games. They, to me, it's kind of a Super Bowl and maybe a Thanksgiving game day thing. But uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't surprised. I would have been more surprised if they did show it. I, it, just, it. It was alarming how many people, like, lost their nuts over this. See, this is once again screwing over the metal fan. You know, it's like, well, whatever. So what they had, they they just had them play Crazy Train and yeah, you like saw that. about ten seconds of Patient Number Nine and that Andrew Watt, uh, the guy who produced and probably wrote most of the music for the record, uh, he was on stage with them in these black silk pajamas and he was annoying as shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like what he's done production wise uh, from what I what what little I've experienced of his stuff. Uh, but his stage presence was just silly and goofy, and it didn't look, it did not really fit. Uh, so first advice is no silk pajamas. That's your. your I would say no, no Andrew advice. Watt, no Andrew Watt. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, <laughs> it's hard for him yeah. to do that. But okay, yeah. um, and then because uh, they had Zach come out to do Crazy Train after that. Oh, nice. Yeah. All but right. yeah, anyway, uh, and, the, and not play. There is yeah, there just is act. video of it. You can see the whole thing, you know, from crowd okay. shots or whatever. Uh, sure. Yeah, and it's it's just it's lip syncing. It's it, who gives a fuck, it, you know. And it, I don't necessarily need to see Ozzy at, at this stage of his life lip syncing "Crazy Train" with Zach Wild, mm-hmm. you know, going crazy. And I don't know, uh, but but uh, let's kick it to the record. Uh, I, I we both had a couple days to listen to it. I've gotten uh, at least two, probably two and a half uh, trips through it. So yeah, three or four good songs. Yeah. No, I mean, in all seriousness, though, I, I listened to it yesterday twice on headphones and I it was yesterday. Uh, it's been hot as balls here for whatever reason. Mm. Like Hill's front porch is the joke the, this the time of the season here in, in Colorado. And then like 99 and then yesterday uh, it was like 50 degrees raining all day. So I'm listening to this new Ozzy album, rain, cold, all this kind of stuff, you know, perfect environment for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. And I got to tell you, like I listened to. It, I did two passes. There's only a couple of songs that grabbed me, but but the main thing about it is I think this this album is depressing as fuck. Like like and, and it wasn't just the fact that it was cold or rainy and stuff like that at the time, same time. I mean I know that Black Sabbath is not exactly happy music, but you know his solo stuff is usually more a little in general. More, yeah, I get what you're saying there. It has a dark edge to it, but it's it's but more on beats. Like like yeah, uh, you can party to it a little easier than you can. A little maybe. bit. Yeah. And I'm just going to say this, and I want I want this to be construed the right way or whatever. People can take it the, whatever way they want. But for a a uh, a person that's had issues in the past, and he's what is he 75 now? Whatever his age is, he's yeah. you know. Um, <clears throat> I don't understand why he would do this or put this, himself in this predicament if something were to happen. He's had a song called Suicide Solution, and, and you know he's got in trouble 
whatever had issues with that in the past. And that song is just about drinking yourself to death or whatever. Like that's yeah. more subtle. There's a song that, that is one of the better songs on the album. I think it has one of the better melodies. Uh, I think is the, everything kind of hits the right way. And that's a song called nothing feels right when it has the very overt lyrics of I've been calling out for someone mouth around a gun. Nothing feels right. All the pain gets trapped in my lungs, drowning in my blood. Not saying he shouldn't ever release that, but I'm saying, why would you put yourself in a predicament where you're retired, you're an old man, where somebody maybe could take those lyrics the wrong way, and then and then you have an issue because because of the history with Ozzy. I'm just saying, I would I would have if I was him, I would have had somebody just say, you know what, maybe we don't put this song out there because it actually is a pretty melodic song. No, I anyway. like that one. That's one of the better ones too. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll answer it this way. This is at least my take on it. Yeah. Tell me what you think about that when you're 72. You won't give a fuck. So. I, if he did this on the record following up, uh, um, you know, Blizzard of Oz or, or uh, whatever, uh, Diary of a Madman, yeah, probably. But at this stage, who gives a shit? Um, and it's fair yeah, enough. But I, again, I, I just I put it because of. Him, I understand where you're coming from on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a valid it. point. Like, there are certain things like I, I look at that and like uh, like there's the end of a Marilyn Manson album that ends with like a person loading up a gun and shooting. Like, I, I forget which one of it is. It's one of them came out of That was also like him taking controversy on top of controversy, I think, mm-hmm. with that move. But uh, anyway, that patient number nine, you know, the production's interesting. I'm not sure if it's that, that great of a song. And then the other one I'll just say is um, um, I think the, the one with the most of the ones with with Zach Wilde, I think I like the most on it so far. But something, it's OK. Something I mean, about equal Zach's that, guitar so, playing in the last decade has yeah. just kind of grown up. It's like he's kind of settled into this one kind of thing zone and sure. and it just i don't know i don't know um some of the songs i don't have the titles in front of me um there was a couple tracks that kind of rem- had a vibe of black sabbath 13 which i think kind of leans into what you were saying um because i think ordinary man is a very, very depressing and dark album but that one I, to your you make a good point there i think i think that one there's more a couple upbeat songs on well it, that's it, my point I don't know if upbeats the answer, but uh, it definitely has more of an Aussie verse away from Black Sabbath vibe than this one does kind of at times dabble its toes into kind of what Sabbath would do. Here's here's what I'll say about the album, too. Still, the worst Aussie album for me is Down to Earth. I think that is a, just a yeah. atrocious piece of, of shit that nothing works on that one at all. Um, so but. You know, I was kind of interested in uh, just to go to show, give some props to Gene also when I listened to their whole like Aussie solo breakdown is that that I I guess I'm not alone with with being an Aussie fan, but kind of been disconnected with a lot of the albums. Like when they're going through that, I thought uh, I, I didn't put them on my I didn't put my list in because I figured like, oh, I'm not I haven't analyzed these albums. Not, but from Scream onward I've, and like Black Rain. You know, I think they're all kind of so this one's just another Aussie album for me. I think the equal or greater sure. or less than, than about those. I do like it. Uh, I hope it grows on me the way Ordinary Man did, but I'm not anticipating that. And I would put Screaming Black Rain ahead of both of these last two records. But at the same time, I still like them. I think it was worth getting. Um, I I can listen to it. But, you know, I guarantee there's nothing on here I'm going to throw on a playlist. I'm not going to take a couple tracks and put it on my thumb drive for my car. But I will put this CD on and listen to it. Here's the whole thing. I listened to the album, and what I did is I went back and listened to Bark at the Moon after listening to the Jake E. Lee reposting and that funny story with Ozzy going, mm-hmm. blah, 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 trying okay. to do a song <laughs> yeah. at three, th- 3 in the morning. And uh, and then that's that's where that, these new albums, a lot of times, all they do is they make me go back and listen to the ones that are really good.
know you weren't able to catch some of it based on our conversations when it was live. Did you, have you had a chance to check out any of the Taylor Hawkins tribute show they did in London? I have not seen a single second of it. I've okay. seen all the posts. I've seen the set list. I've seen all that evolve. But that's 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 my experience with it so far. When is the L.A. one, though? Uh, end of this month. I don't remember the exact date. Uh, and I haven't heard okay. if they're going to stream that one as well. I, I kind of hope they do because it is a different lineup. And you're going to get some different stuff. Uh, well, I, I think I told you, and it, it was enjoyable. I ended up like just turning it on at like 10:30 in the morning is when it started here. Uh, just mm-hmm. as I was kind of, like, I just dropped Amy off at work, came home, took a shower, put it on, was just kind of getting about my day. I had a list of things I was going to accomplish, and I got next to none of it done. I sat in the couch <laughs> and watched damn near every minute of the the six plus hour show. And um, now there was a lot of stuff in there that um, I don't know. I, I think uh, anybody that hadn't seen it, you could look at the set list, cherry pick the ones you want to see and probably be happy if, if you know, because I, I while I enjoyed it and it kept my attention, I don't know that I would sit down and watch the whole thing again. Uh, but um, the highlight for me had to be Wolfgang coming out and playing two Van Halen songs and. You know, I've given Wolfie a little grief for some of his touchiness about doing stuff uh, or about fans, more more or less, basically, because I get where he's coming from. He wants to do his own thing. His dad would want him to do his own thing. He's just trying to honor what he feels that his relationship with his father is. I don't have an argument against that because I don't think there is one. But he came out and that fucking asshole, man, he just first of all, he did a, a big favor. You know how like uh, Serena Williams made it like so like poor black children could feel like they could achieve a tennis mm-hmm. greatness, right? Wolfgang Van Halen just made it possible for fat white dudes around the world to think one day I might look cool. He looked <laughs> fucking cool, man. I haven't I've ever seen him look this badass. But big old fat Wolfie comes out. He's got his guitar, and he—it was like fucking listening to the CD. surprised but i know the guy's fucking talent i know he can pull this shit off um but the only time i've ever actually seen him play van halen other than a couple like small videos he's on bass so you don't really get to see you know it was and the thing is like the thing i love about guys like eddie um even jakey lee is one of my favorites it's 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 not so much how good they are but how effortless they 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 look when they do it and and he has that from his dad and Motherfucker, there was such a badass rock star moment too during Hot for Teacher. You know that dun, 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 little part yeah, there? Yeah. Okay, that's finger picked. So you, you you drop the pick and you and you start doing that. So when he switched from uh, I think it was coming out of the solo to go right into that after the guitar solo, there's a camera shot that's like maybe a second long and you see that motherfucker just flick the pick in the coolest fashion. Bow, 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 like just flicks it out of his hand, pops up over his fucking forearm while he's immediately goes into it and it just gave me chills because it was just so cool looking you know what i mean it was but 
he was he was amazing. Now, it seemed like there was people, that, once I posted that on Facebook, that wanted to turn this into, isn't Justin Hawkins the best person ever for everything conversation? Now, because of you guys like you, Decibel Geek, uh, shows of, uh, basically since this podcast started, my attitude on the darkness has pretty much done a 180, or as you like to say, a 360. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I no longer, because th- to me, coming into the show, I would have just said they're a gimmick band. I think there's there's it's still not my my cup of tea not not my favorite band but I I I get why people do like them you know what I mean it's just I think there's much more there than a thing called love and I think Justin Hawkins rides again and you seen uh, that whole show uh, and and Justin Hawkins has his own uh, podcast which I enjoy uh, so wow I don't and wow and That's he so- shocking I thought you were going to about to shit on it no I I think he's very good at it he's 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 he he's willing to do things that a lot of rock stars aren't doing which is have a fucking hardcore opinion on something that might mm-hmm. might not be uh, do him favors down the road but he also played um with the coat riders the coattail riders and chevy metal and i thought he was pretty awesome at that so i this is not about me shitting on uh, uh, taylor hawkins or i mean justin hawkins by the way r- relative <laughs> I don't know. there was way too much justin think- hawkins in this in this overall show and the Van Halen set, the nicest thing I can say about his performance, because he sang the two songs they did, Dave Grohl playing bass, by the way, was surprisingly fun. I was like, oh, that's well, cool. I can't imagine why I'm enjoying this, but I am. Yeah. Uh, uh, is that just because Hawkins? you're enjoying a bass player's performance? That's why you're. Yeah, you're exactly. Shocked? It's like, well, yeah, it's, it's Van Halen bass, too, which is not, you know, <laughs> it's not that. Calm t- down. Calm down. Anyway, uh, Justin Hawkins didn't ruin it. That's the best compliment I can pay to him. Wow! He, all he right, did, we're bringing it down. He did not. He did not capture the vibe of the songs. We're back. We pull back pencils. You guys have something to write on. Make some fucking noise. Because I just want to say something nice about Wolfie, Ken Mills. Do we have to talk about Justin Hawkins too? He was fine. He didn't ruin the show for me. What? I have to fucking suck his dick now? One guy commented uh, that Josh Freeze, who played drums on it. By the way, a fabulous drummer. I'm going to chop this up into basically, you know, I only had so much time to learn one of the hardest drum parts on the planet. He was okay at that Hot for Teacher beginning, but this guy was like, Josh Freeze was just, he killed it on Hot for Teacher. I'm like, I've seen bands in a bar play it better than he did. I'm not saying he can't play it. Maybe that kit wasn't right. I don't know what it is. He did a a passable job. Again, didn't ruin it for me, but that beginning is kind of like one of those kind of clusterfuck bits that uh, not every drummer can fucking pull off. Again, I'm sure he can, but it wasn't great. It was the Wolfgang Van Halen show. And to me, that and then when the Foo Fighters ended up playing at the end, they did 10 songs with, uh, I think, six different drummers. That was really cool to just see these different drummers come up because it almost had that tribute vibe at that point. Like these drummer, drummers were filling in and trying to do uh, a Taylor Hawkins you know, tribute themselves. So I know it was like the Blink-182 guy, Travis. Uh, that little girl that Dave had a drum off with, Nandy, she came up for a few. Um, sure. I'm I'm blanking here now. Uh, Josh, I just, I just oh, no, I, the, the drummer, this. the Rufus from uh, the Darkness came up with him for a couple and played with him a few times. Um, yeah, he, he's a good guy, good player too. Okay, is that your full review of the show? Or you got more? You know, that's enough. How about that? 
Okay, I just, I, I got a scorecard here, and it looks like everybody you were critical of was in the GOP. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, also, Jason Sudeikis, I did not need him fucking, you know, trying to be cool, and he gave, he gave these, like, to sh- like least passionate stories about how much he's passionate about the Foo Fighters. Mm. You're reading from a cue card like a fucking d bag. He is. I I don't like Jason Sudeikis. I love that man. Oh my god, he is. Just, I, you, you're just a hater of everything. They, again, GOP. Yeah. He's a, he's a, <laughs> <laughs> that prick Ding. fucking served what fucking custody or some kind of divorce papers to his wife while she was given a speech at like Comic Con. I'll have to look at the research for this much. All I know is, listen, he's a fucking, he's a, he's a great, first he's off, he's a Tom great soccer Cruise. coach, great soccer coach. Yeah, I figured yeah. that, that he would have been a great uh, Fletch if they rebooted Fletch, but they also, uh, did you see they're the rebooting Fletch? I did not. No, that's, you gotta love that's that, a mistake. Right? No, that's a horrible idea. Why? What do you mean? Why? Do you know who's doing it? I, Chevy Chase? <laughs> no, it's not Chevy Chase. Then they shouldn't We'll see. Uh, Madman Man. That guy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just come up with a new idea, man. Just do something There's else. a lot of Fletch stories. How about you tell, tell the whole thing and then change the name of the character. And then oh, you, think, you got a whole yeah. new thing. Oh, you know me. Uh, Holograms and reboots. That's my, whole, that's my uh, jam. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You want to get out of here? Yeah, I got a big uh, Viking kickoff this year. Uh, time to smack the pack. Hopefully, I'll be right and won't look like an idiot in the next episode we record. But That's uh, right. yeah, I got a shower, put on my purple, uh, and make some chicken wings, and uh, probably have a few Coors Lights. Okay, I'll be sure to to text you during that time so I can get some positivity <laughs> my way. The only time I get it. But and in two days, folks, another episode of Slobberknockers will will hit your ear holes. Yeah. So look out for that. But uh, let's wrap it up. Sign out. All right, buddy. Have a good day. You too. Rock's not dead. But our deep state recruitment plan rolls on. I didn't think about that. He's probably taking this hard. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> like, Leave that part out. Yeah. That was that comment. I was like, fuck you, man. If you're looking to move out of your parents' place, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive, which is good because your little brother has gotten really territorial. You're blood-related. You'd think it would be fine to share food in the fridge. I mean, who writes their name on every individually wrapped slice of cheese, Tyler? Still, you've got to admire the commitment. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and use the savings to help you move out and have all the cheese you want. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.